I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Jump Time Over podcast for round 14, 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. I am a very angry Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is an even more furious Adam Rosenbachs. You've got to wonder when the Junk Time AFL podcast is going to get the goddamn recognition mm-hmm. it fucking deserves, Michael. How many, how many years have we been going? How many podcasts have we pumped out? What have we done for this AFL community and to get no respect, no joy, no love coming back. It's a two-way street, but you wouldn't know that from the fucking powers that be, would you? For the years of uh, kind words that we've said about them on this podcast, you'd think eventually if they'd throw us a bone or two. The amount of uh, publicity and marketing that we have brought to this great mm-hmm. game, if you, the international listeners that yep. we have attracted to AFL, that they wouldn't know that uh, Alan Didak had we, ever driven we, over the Balti Bridge. You know, things like that we bring to their attention. We make the game better for the people who don't understand it. We help out former footballers who, uh, you know, do live shows with us. My we look one, after Laura them. Kappa, got some cheeky cash from us. Yeah. You know, Bomber Thompson, when he was his... Bomber Thompson, when he, would his, when he was at his lowest ebb, what did we do? We took advantage of it and we made people pay to come along and see it. You tell me anyone else is going to do that for a footballer in, in need, Michael. So no this, one else. This comes off the news that about 400 people, the AFL is going to charter about three planes and they're all going to fly up to Queensland. Um, almost like uh, this is their, their, their final chance to get to Queensland Yep. Quarantine, so it's yep. people like um, extra players, um, like say, say like um, an Ablett is going to go up there after coming back to Melbourne. Um, they're going to be extra coaches, going to be officials. Uh, Eddie Maguire is going to be media people as well. So they all they all get the invite to go up to the hub, but we miss out. And why are they going to the hub? What for? What purpose? I suppose they. Uh, well, I suppose in case of Eddie's thing, I suppose like if they go and make the grand final or something like. He feels like he should be there, and for the journos, I suppose, because there are no 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 footballers in Melbourne anymore, and they can't go out past not eight o'clock. So, uh, so they're basically they're sending all these people up. They're spending all this money on the off chance that people may make the finals. That these people will now get to go to the Brownlow, which uh, happens to be on the Gold Coast, which is a completely again something that who has pumped up the Gold Coast more <laughs> in the last five years, and me the five to ten, fifteen years before that. At schoolies. And who, who has done more for the Goldie? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you must be shad by that news this week. That got shut down. Um, it's fucking tough, mate. You know how many fucking MDMA caps I've got sitting, I'm sitting <laughs> on? It's fucking... How am I going to move those, mate? You know? It's uh, not easy. Talk to you, mate. Bang Bang or whatever his name was. Yeah. Mate, you know what? I'm going to... You know what? Now that I've, I'm going to hang the Von Dutch up. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just giving up. I'm putting... You know, I'm putting the white Arnett's on ice. That is sure. the end. Well, not literally on ice. That's what I usually sell up there. But I'm putting them away. They're locked. They're just... What's the point of living, mate? If there's no schoolies... Yeah. Well, you're shaving off the mo. 
Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, if you're at schoolies, COVID is the least of your worries. <laughs> That's about the tenth most deadly thing up there. <laughs> exactly. When you come back to your doctor and he gives you a list, <laughs> and he goes, "Have you got all these?" You go, "No." He goes, "Oh fuck! Thank you. you've got, uh, thank fuck you've got COVID, mate. You fucking dodged a bullet." Oh, dude, dude. How many koalas did you pass? You have eight different types of chlamydia, mate. What yeah, did you sure. get up to? <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. So the, yeah, the brown loaf. I, I think I don't think it's been one hundred percent announced yet that it's going to be up there. I think they're still trying to work that out, but it's a pretty safe bet. Well, Premier Palaszczuk came out this week and said that they are happy to host it and they said it would more than likely be on the Gold Coast. And what a great... Like, it actually makes sense that it should be on the Gold Coast, don't you think? Like, even even if there's no COVID, just why have it in Melbourne? It's, an, it's a national game now. Yeah. There's no real reason for it to be in the state. Like, um, you know, like when um, Fife won it in a grand final year, Simon Black, they've been interstate or Goodsey, they've handed the Brownlow medal out interstate. It's not such a big deal anymore. It can be done. No, they did it in 99 in um, Sydney when Shane Crawford won it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And how come it went to Sydney? Do you remember? Uh, Fuck, Brownlow question without notice. Well, again, I suppose, you know, just trying to give the Sydney market a bit of a pump up, you know? Yep. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 it... I'm more than happy for that to be a floating event that goes from, you know, um, town to town. But if you're at the Goldie, you just say to everyone, all right, today, today's Brownlow, dress code, Ed Hardy. In you come. Imagine the glitter. Well, then, I'm trying to imagine what a Brownlow will look like. Because surely they wouldn't have, you know, 50 tables of 10 people on them. Like, uh, can they, they can't do those kind of restrictions, can they? Uh, mate, as not a Queenslander, I've not kept up to date. As someone who's living in Melbourne under our draconian uh, dictator Dan dictator laws. Dictator Dan, yeah. Having, you know, I was thinking that before. You said that we're not invited. But as sovereign citizens, Michael, you and I should fucking, we should just, I don't know, let's try to uh, get a Zeppelin, get some sort of hot air balloon. We yeah, can sure. do what the fuck, whatever, the f- a super yacht. We can head on up if we need to. I saw a clip on Twitter today, I think, and it was an American... Um, boomer um, yelling at people in a supermarket and I gotta say it was like it was one of the better ones I must say it went for a good three and a half minutes and it was like that's good you know, that guy put in a lot of effort yeah see I, I if you have the if you have the Brownlow on the Gold Coast you know you could you could make it particularly Gold Coast like you bring the Brownlow winner in on a jet ski <laughs> You know, like add to the a bit of magic to it. You know, yeah, sure. The, Gil, the Gil could read the read the votes from uh, a jacuzzi <laughs> <laughs> from the Candyman's place. They could have it at the Candyman's house. Well, you that know, should just be after party at the Candyman's part, Candyman's house. Yeah, how good would that be? You know, the the catering at the Brownlow, hog's breath. Um, like you know, every time you see a player get a vote, he has a sip of beer. Every time he gets a vote, fucking curly whirly fry. <laughs> You know, there's little things that we can do that I think the people would really, um, you know, be interested in. Yeah, for sure. Like when they bring in the, the votes, like the army guard people come in. Yep, yep. They get just a couple of security guards from Cavill Avenue. They get the honour of bringing it in. I oh, see. I would have thought you could get the bikies to yeah, bring okay, in the sure, votes. sure. And sure. then they tell Gil who's won the fucking Brownlow. Yeah, sure. But I think when bikies usually open a suitcase, it's full of uh, <laughs> cash, <laughs> not, not Brownlow votes. <laughs> But they could get it over the line. I just think it's a missed opportunity that we should make it a permanent a thing. Like they had the Logie, they were going to have the Logies up there, and they have had. So I just think Gold Coast Brownlow, fuck, it just works for me. But then, I mean, is, yeah, is the border completely shut off? Like, is there anything to stop us from going there, doing two weeks of quarantine as essential workers, and then you know, 
going to all the games on the Brownlow? Uh, look, that's an excellent uh, yeah. Like, question. I looked it up today. I think uh, WA is, like, shut down for everyone, unless you're, like, you know, a member of the government or an essential worker, like, in terms of, like, you know, uh, doctor, nurse, whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. It's not just, you know, um, the posty, you know. What about what about if you're a doctor like uh, Stephen Dank or, um, you know, Dr. Ageless? Well, they're, Can al- you just they're already there. Are you, what sort of... <laughs> What sort of doctor are you? Uh, ageless? <laughs> please, please come on in. You sound essential. Wait a second. Can we just check your resume before we, uh, we bring you in? Oh, oh, it disintegrated, did it? <laughs> wow, you do a lot of uh, imports from China. <laughs> what are you getting from there? Hey, it's all looking up for the blues, mate. See, why would you? There's no need to do that, mate. It's all We're looking up for the blues. So we're just recording this um, probably about half an hour after that Carlton Collingwood game finished. But... I don't know if you got, if you know this, but um, we've been eliminated from the finals. Thank you. Sure, sure. But I mean, that's not like. Well, I mean, uh, you know what? I could do a ladder predictor. You know when you get, you know when you get to the end of the year. Well, you probably don't. But um, what you do is you do some really wild results on the yeah, ladder sure, predictor sure. to get your team in. So, like, you know, if Carlton beat GWS by two hundred points next week, yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, St Kilda, um, you yeah, know, lost um, by, f- by twenty five goals, yeah. Yeah, or get deregistered because everyone <laughs> is on the gear. And then we play Adelaide like five weeks in a row. Little things like that that can get us over the line. Yeah, sure. But no, I'm thinking more off the field, my friend. Oh, yeah. Your coach, happy is, going with the blues. To, your coach is going to that next level. And uh, he's meeting with the coach whisperer. Yeah. Uh, the coach whisperer who got a big article in the AFL website. Um, yeah, and uh, Char- Bradley Charles Stubbs, the coach whisperer, as he's obviously... As soon as I say that name, everyone listening is going, oh, you mean the coach whisperer? Yeah, you know, he's such an amazing man in his field that um, nobody has ever heard of him. <laughs> so he seems to be like a bit of a, mm, I'm trying to think, um, mindfulness kind of guy or a bit of psychology. Yeah, the winning mindset, yes. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't use the words uh, hope. Hope. Because it doesn't have any energy. No, absolutely um, not. So like, as, a, as a Carlton supporter, when I say, fuck, I hope we win today, he'd be yeah. like, mate, that's that's terrible. Be more emphatic. And I'd go, I guarantee we will lose today. And he'd yeah. be like, that's the spirit. Like, okay, I, I promise you, uh, he didn't vote for Obama. He was like, hope and change, mate. No, I'm not buying <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> um, so he, there is pictures on his Instagram where he has met up with well, he's met them and got a photo. I don't know if you've worked with them, but um, Dimmer and Bucks. And he seemed to have yep. worked with a few successful NRL and A-League coaches and the like. But um, So if he was such a good coach whisperer, why is he not uh, in the NFL, the NBA, the Major League Baseball, Premier League? You know, why Why is he, you know, this is how secretive he is. He goes, oh, I'm not leaving the country. I don't, I don't want my whispering to be done. You know, these guys overseas, they don't want to, they keep talking, like you say, hope. Whereas I, the Americans, they don't want me. Well, he said, I, I haven't been to university. I've got no degrees. Um, I spent 35 years researching human subconscious minds. So I reckon he probably runs it. You know those websites when you have a dream and then you can go and look up what did a penguin mean? And it, you know, tells you what it means. <laughs> Maybe he runs one no, of those websites. No, I th- he sounds to me like one of those, uh, quote, entertainers that... Um, uh, Hypnotizes you, ah, yep. and so you would. So David Teague would have walked around like a duck, yep, yep. and every time he went, he said, a "Football is like a thousand kilos, and you can't pick it up." And then when he went over to pick it up, and he thought it was like really heavy, and then everyone laughed at him, and they all had a great thing, and he snapped his fingers. Teague can't remember it, but he, what he remembers is how to win. 
Mm. Yeah. But I thought the Baggers looked good, man. I thought that was actually one of the more entertaining games I've watched this year. You, you don't, clearly you don't have not watched... Uh, I, look, I thought the first half we were lucky to still be in it. Collingwood kicked it kind of badly. But um, the second half, we didn't kick a goal. So it was um, horrific. Oh, and I, I didn't hated even notice that. Yeah, I was very, very disappointed. But you know, when your team is losing, you notice every single bit of it. See, again, again, not something you are attuned to. And you will come to notice that over the next two to three years. Yeah, we had a shocker. What, what, what 30, 32 points up, I think, against the Bombers? And then uh, they ran, overran us. That was annoying. Because, I mean, where I'm, like I've said before on the pod, like, it's that stage where I kind of go, I just want them to show an effort, um, yeah. not, not win. But I was like, oh, I want to beat the Bombers, you know? Although we got Adelaide this week too, so that's going to be fucking embarrassing if we go down to them. Oh, yeah, I'm worried that Adelaide could be, uh, that we could be Adelaide's first win as well. I'll tell you what was exciting though for football. Joe Danaher being up and about. That was fucking yeah. great, wasn't it? That was cool. That was cool. I think they say they might even rest him already for next yeah. week. But um, yeah. to see it's just a big dude, clunky marks. Um, he's such a stretchy little man. <laughs> and you forget uh, how damaging a kick he is. Dude, any time he gets him from 70, he can have a shot. Yeah, and even his field kicking is like precision. He was just, it was, I mean, he was the difference in that third quarter. Yeah. And then, you know, they were just all over him. It was, a, it was a great win. I hate to say it as much as anyone because, you know, they're the Bombers, but it was great and they're back in the, in the hunt for the finals. How do you think it will work with him, you know, wanting to go to Sydney again? Do you think he still wants to? Or do you think, they talk about, they talk about how he's kind of moved out of Melbourne, he's moved to Dallas, but... So he's yeah. got out of the Melbourne bubble. And so I think he's maybe enjoying that a little bit more. It's still like an hour 15 round trip to Tullamarine each day. Do you reckon it's, is it that far? Because you're, you're at the back, you're at the sort of outskirts of Melbourne then. Like you're well, just into Tuller. I did the, I did the directions on um, Google Maps. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know. Uh, yeah. Cause but I've you're got, driving the speed limit, aren't you? <laughs> I've, I've got a lot of free time at the minute, Adam. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking up some weird things online. Yeah. Look, I... I mean, Dalesford is beautiful and it is a great place to be. I, I, but do you reckon you'd be outside of the football bubble enough if you're in Dalesford? Like, if I go to Dalesford, I know who Joe Danaher is. Yeah, sure. How many six foot six dudes do you walk down, <laughs> so you walk down yeah. through Dalesford? Yeah. Um, With a mustache. Yeah, I mean, I suppose maybe they're just less people. Or maybe, maybe you know, maybe they're just good folk who keep, keep, keep their nose out of their bu- your business. Yeah, that's a fair point. He can walk into the butchers, there's another football team. On the window, which the last time I went to Dalesford, they had announced the footy team on the butcher's window. Oh, no way. They put up on the... Yeah, great. Yeah. And so they probably go in there and he goes, what's going on the footy? And then they start talking about what's happening with Dalesford. And he's like, oh, fuck. They don't even recognise big fucking Joey Danaher. <laughs> he wants a couple of... Not only does he want a couple of snags now, he wants a couple of snags when he plays the fucking Hawks. I, uh, I think I've told this story on the pod before, but I had a mate who lived up in Brisbane and got to know a few players. And, um, and there was one of them and he was kind of like... You know, everyone wants to say they want to live in Queensland or Sydney or whatever because they don't get recognised. But he was like, yep. I kind of want to get recognised. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in a pub and people are like, you know, um, yeah, 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 how are you? You know, I want girls to come up to me and say, oh, you're a footballer. I want to get, I want to get free shit. <laughs> but he, he I reckon, you know what, if you, were, if you were 19 and a bit of a gun and you were as fit as you're ever going to be and you're single, you want to be in Melbourne or Perth or Adelaide, yeah? Mm-hmm. But then once you get into a relationship and your life is fucking over and you're boring and you got a kid and you may as well fucking end it all, <laughs> then you don't want people fucking... Because you're allowed to fucking hang with people you're not in stage four by yourself, you know, talking to the couch and the couch gets fucking lippy yeah. and then you flip it and then you fucking go to bed angry. 
How have you been going the past week? Uh, Are you okay? Past week. Past week. Well, mate. I mean, I'm, since we last talked. I think we're in like week 85 now. Uh, look, I'm going okay. Thank you for checking in. I mm-hmm. do appreciate it. But more importantly, how are you going, my yeah, friend? Because yeah, junk time is a little bit of a bombshell j- here. I hit the jackpot last week. Yeah, so, so our friend Michael, we were debating about whether to talk about this last week and we, we sort of held off. But uh, our friend... Um, yeah, just you're one of our. You just Michael to see you stuck locked down, absolutely locked down too. Like I can I can leave for my hours exercise. Yes, I can go can. out there. You can. Um, I can. You know, that's all. I only one hour. That's all I do. Yeah, I sure. don't talk to anyone. I go to the supermarket only in emergencies. That's the only reason. But I am allowed out. You, my friend, are stuck inside a hotel for fourteen days. How are you going? I came down to uh, Melbourne. Um, because 2020 has been a bit slow, you know, and I want to earn some money. So I hear you, bro. Took a job, came down. Lovely people. They um uh, about three days after that they announced stage four. Okay. Um, and then probably what three weeks later. Um, so how long ago is this? Uh, You've been in Melbourne for what now? A start month or of so? August, maybe yeah. end of July. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and look, junk timers. We kept we kept up the ruse that Michael may have been. In Rod Carter Studios, but it was for the best. And uh, yeah. I now am quarantining in a undisclosed location for two weeks. So you're in a uh, hotel room. Yes. Unable to leave. Yes. What have you been doing? Talk, talk us, talk us through a day. Talk us through a typical day. How do you occupy yourself when there is no footy on? Michael sure, Chamberlain, sure. go. Sure. Well, you have all the. What time you do you know, wake up? You have all the well, it kind of varies. Like you know, it could be like eight, or then it could be like noon. Like it, it's been. And <laughs> could my, be like my, noon. My, what time do you go know, to bed? Like, well, that could be different too. Like that could be ten o'clock. That could be three o'clock. You know. Yeah. Um, but I was doing that quite a bit during kind of the early COVID days. My sleeping pattern went all over the shop. Um, but um, I. Um, Are you drinking a lot? No, no. I've had family send over food. Um, yeah. You can you can order in food. And um, and you know clothes and stuff like that. Um, so I've got all I've got everything I need. Um, uh, Mummy gave me Ruffy's book. Um, but then it's my birthday on Tuesday. I'm doing you fucking Sha- quarantine Sh- birthday. Sh- hang on, hang on. You buried the lead there. Shane Mumford dropped off. No, Mummy. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. My mum. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't, it wasn't my mum actually. No. Um, no. So I've got everything I need. You got the internet, and you got all your Netflixes and your Amazons and all that kind of stuff. Um, WWE yep. Network got that. So uh, great, all the good stuff. What um, are you doing for exercise? Is it like prison? Are you doing like uh, prison push-ups, chin-ups, all that sort of shit? Yeah. Sit-ups, thousand well, sit-ups a day. Well, I'm like that kind of guy. I don't want to get too huge. Like I don't get, yeah, I don't I get <laughs> too massive. So yeah, okay. yeah, I've got to kind of keep it, keep it, you know, keep a schedule because yeah. uh, you know I can't, I can't scratch my back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't time what about what about quarantine tats? Is that a thing? Like you just get out the fucking pen and some ink and just tattoo yourself away, just like you know, lockdown twenty twenty across your uh, chest. What day did you have sex with a security guard? Well, that's actually been yeah, the best thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah, no, they um they're uh very uh very uh vigorous. Lovers. Uh huh. Um. Okay, that's good. <laughs> well, I mean, they're bored. They have got nothing else to do. Do they? Do they wear a mask when you're making love? Uh, <laughs> I can only look out my door, so you know, like lean out and you know, because they deliver food and stuff like that. So yeah, 
I, I don't know what the scenario is on the other floors or whatever. Yeah. Do you, do you have a view? Uh, yes, yes. I can see some big office buildings. Okay, yeah. so nothing great, but you can. You do have outdoorsy. Do you do you have an opening window? They, hotels don't do that anymore, do they? I, I do, um, and it opens oh, about six me. inches. The person next to me, well, although I think the room is empty, um, the room next to me um, has a balcony, which would probably make a bit of a difference. Oh, yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day, and they did it in Tasmania um, oh, yeah. because they... Um, that from there, and they just were like their work had shut down. For, they said we're not opening till next year, and they were like, "I'll go see family," you know. Yeah. And you can go to the pub in pub in Tasmania, you know. Um, but she'd heard a story, and she wasn't sure if it was true. But she'd heard something that, like, say, if you were in front of me um, on the line onto the bus from the airport, I presume that's what they do um, to take you to the hotel. Say, if you're in front of me, you know, you get four oh one, I got four oh two. Person behind me gets four oh three. Yeah. So she was like. She said <laughs> she'd heard that, and I don't know if it's true, but she was like, she was like, there was a real hot guy. And so she said, I went and stood behind him, just on the off chance if we both had a balcony, we could talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So now, if anyone can hear you, they'd think this man's having a really weird one-way conversation. I think, yeah, they reckon about they probably, footy. I'm going to say I reckon they probably think we're on the phone, and um, and oh, we've a made a lot of reference to this gold case for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, we'll wrap it up shortly, man. But um. This is before before we get to whatever you're going to bring up, I yeah. uh, wanted to bring up something that happened to me during the week. Now, last weekend, uh, Hawthorne played Port Adelaide. We talked about it on the pod. There was an amazing bit of play where Scotty Lysette just tapped the ball gently down and Zach yeah. Butters ran through, kicked an amazing goal. I said it was one of the best set plays I've ever seen. We discussed it. And I tweeted to that effect on the Saturday. I said that was the best set play since Nick Davis against the Cats. Right? 15 likes bit low but you know people don't like Port Adelaide or Hawthorne that's fair enough and and, so, and and you're making an earnest point like you usually would get stuff you know you get more um jokey coverage if you make something funny yeah true that is very true so someone responded said Paddy Ryder to Robbie Gray with 19 seconds left which we talked about on the potty as well last week to which there was a reply from Davis Nick underscore two. Oh no way so Nick Davis said, that's cute. What final was that in? <laughs> and then the guy said, since Nick, since. Yours is still the number one AFL moment, given I was a young Swan supporter and it got me into the game and Nick Davis g- gave the um, kind of okay uh, yeah. hand signal. Oh, the white the power white, symbol. White power one, yeah, either <laughs> one. Um, but the best thing about this is at no stage was Nick Davis tagged into any of these comments. Okay, Chuck, so he's done a Google of his name, do you reckon? Yeah, he's on Twitter. He's just going, fuck, that was a good goal. Better search uh, bloody Nick Davis here. And so he's tapped into this with absolutely apropos of nothing. No one's brought him into it. Am I right? He's still at the Swans. He's still doing a bit of coaching. Yeah, I think he might be right. Yeah. I, by the f- I mean, he was on that Conan episode, what, last year, taking the Swans players around or teaching Conan how to play. Yeah, so that's right. I feel like he might be a kicking coach or something. I think he might be a yeah. goal kicking. Um. So there you go. He's got a bit of time in his hands and uh, he's looking up Nick Davis. Well, this guy has a bit of time in his hands um, since he retired at the end of last year. I, I, I love this story so much. There was talk that Alex Rance was possibly signed on to be The Bachelor before he um, how, he pulled out. So how that, good would that be? There was a headline, I think an article in the Herald Sun, saying that he literally signed the contract and then got um, uh, cold feet. Um, Alex. And then they were looking at uh, Lisa Curry's uh, son, uh, Jet. Uh, Jet. What's her? Kenny? Kenny. Yeah, Jet Kenny. 
Um, I mean, it's a who's who. And then... Um, <laughs> How much different do you reckon your life would be if you were Jet Chamberlain? <laughs> and then they got Lockie. I think they say he was like the third the third okay. option. Yeah. Is he that weird unit with the neck tats and the big blonde hair? Uh, no, no. Um, oh. No, that guy, yeah. He's another Bachelor dude, yeah. But Lockie okay. was on Survivor. He's like an action man who does like, you know, kind of daredevil tours in Bali and stuff like that. Right, which I is, think we're getting slightly off track here. No, but he like is a mountain climber <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I think a daredevil tour in Bali is that you catch a jet star flight <laughs> to Bali and then you leave the airport. Yeah, <laughs> and in you're a tuk-tuk. Surrounded by Australians in a pub. I mean, it's pretty yeah. heart, heart racing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'd love Alex Rams to be on The Bachelor. They wouldn't it be great like every time like uh, one of the girls had a rose in her hand, he'd just come in, third man up, <laughs> fucking bang. <laughs> Clear, clear the room. Well, they do. I think last year they they played football with them. I think with some of the giants. I think. I think. They oh yeah. Had, I think they had a couple of cameos and they kind of played yeah. footy. Um, I think. I think I heard on recently on the episode recently they played uh, American football. Um, but I mean it's probably a bit too soon for Rancy by the fact you know he probably um had recently his, divorced. Had his, yeah, breakup last year. But it's still be yeah. fucking awesome. Or this one. So we have a bachelor. Um, you know, male bachelor, mm. and then all the like, f- I think there's about twenty of them. All of them are AFLW, and then conversely, we have an AFLW bachelorette, and then all yeah. like the twenty dudes are AFL. Right. But do you, do you want to thrust that on AFLW players? You want to make them pick like AFL footy players? But a bachelor, I want like AFL theme, so they can own the franchise. And they yep, can make yep. their money, and they can get all their get all their, their adventures, and then and then because they're meant to get engaged. Sometimes they don't, but get engaged, get married, half time of the grand final. Oh, that would be nice. Why don't you just okay instead of doing that, just make it easier. You just have the CCTV vision of a footballer trying to pick up at a nightclub. Now that. I would fucking watch. Yeah, sure. And you just put some music over the top of it. And then, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Osher does a voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And you just see him first. He gets a drink card. Yeah, Then sure. he goes over, says, oh, would you like a drink? Makes it like a big deal, like he's fucking paying for it. Yep, sure. Then Osher's voiceover, it's like, and then at 3.30 in the morning, their eyes met across the bar. <laughs> uh, footballers in real life, man? Let's do it. From Josh. After hearing two power players that have been suspended for a few weeks for throwing a house party, I was surprised on the weekend to see the big dick, Charlie Dixon, at the Uradler Bakery in the Adelaide Hills. He was at a bakery at the Adelaide Hills. I didn't need to touch it. <laughs> anyway, um, by the way, his family, uh, female friend, ordered him a chunky steak pie, in brackets. I would mm. recommend the Moroccan lamb, personally. Is that um, right? Uh, however, after last week's episode, I felt I needed to tell you about an earlier footballer in real life from about 10 years ago when I was living in the furthest part of Kew and my local was the Harp. Oh, there you go. Now, are you, were you a regular at the Harp? Uh, no, no. Uh, there were other, other pubs in, in that vicinity. The Harp was a, was a bit f- more out of the way of where people lived, I suppose. Did uh, you used to go to Sunday like Sunday sessions like uh, at the Auburn and stuff like that? Uh, can't remember if I did, no. Because you'd always see footballers there. That would have been, that was fucking footballer in real life spotting. Like, cause, uh, on my side of town, it would have been the Anglers. Because most of the well, games were played Friday, Saturday night. So Sunday night, the boys get out there, have a couple of fucking uh, froffies. If I remember correctly, I think he talks about in 2010 when Hawthorne, we started like one and six. And then I think we won like the next 10 or something. Um, mm-hmm. 
and he said that they, because they were at such a low slump, they thought we'd do Sunday sessions at like, I think it was the G-Bunk. And then oh, they, okay. they came out and they won the next week and they were like, well, it's working. So they'd go on yep. to another Sunday and then go on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah, the G-Bunk, that was in Auburn as well, wasn't it? That used to be like have a huge line out the front, like yeah, massive, yeah, 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 and they they looked like some of the the, the worst possible people you could ever have a conversation. <laughs> with. That was like uh, Sundays at the Barclay at the Barclay, which is where um, Dane Swan infamously had uh, looked like he was drinking water, but it was full of vodka. Yeah, the, yep. the rapscallion. Anyway, back to the hub. Um, one day we walked into see a man who was, and I can't put it any other way than to say. He was thrown up on by Ed Hardy. It was none <laughs> other than friend of the show. Yeah, 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 Oh, man. You know what? He is like, when they d- designed Ed Hardy, they would have gone, who would wear this? And yeah. they would have sat there and three seconds later, they go, Warwick Kappa, yeah, that's yeah. our target market. And they've gone, fucking more glitter, more tigers, yeah, yeah. more rips around the edges. Do what you got to do, mate. This, these people will buy this product. Yeah, it's absolutely the official uniform of Warwick Kappa, surely. <laughs> it really is. He should be sponsored. Unfortunately, I can't... Back to the letter. Unfortunately, I can't decide if that was the craziest dress player in real life at the harp or if that crown goes to Terry Wallace in a baby blue short-sleeved <laughs> safari suit. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Terry Wallace does have some pretty interesting outfits. When we had him on the front bar, he wore this top that made him look like he was... Like this jumper made him look like he's on Star Trek or something. It was yeah, fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. And and our socials went ballistic because people were like, what is Plough wearing? Yeah. And I think that's the first time that people went, oh, they must be able to choose their own clothes because usually everyone assumes that wardrobe's given it to them. Well, it's all just flannels, isn't it? For the, you know, for... Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, Rock, I mean, sorry, um, Plough would have, uh, he would have loved a leather pant back in the day. Yes, absolutely. Have you ever, uh, not that I have, have you ever worn leather pants? No, I'm actually, I'd actually just get kind of sweaty. Yeah, I completely agree. That, that wouldn't be good for anything. Which probably make them easier to take off. So it would probably help in the end. I oh, see. I imagine them are like sticking to your legs yeah, so they're yeah. hard to get off. Like if, you're, if you've picked up at a nightclub and you've been carving it up on the dance floor, I reckon it's going to take two of you to get out of them. Well, who's to say that I haven't brought two people back at them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Alex, uh, I've seen Cane Corns twice in two weeks. Last week on Homeless Street and today on North Terrace. Both times on a run, looking fit as... He loved the run. He was a running machine as a player, wasn't he? Endurance machine, Kane Corns. He's done a few marathons. I think he did the New York Marathon. Oh, we spoke about it recently. Didn't, during lockdown, he did a marathon on his tennis court. That's right, to raise money for charity, yeah. Fucking idiot. Uh, from Leon. <laughs> he still says some shit. He still says some <laughs> stupid shit. Oh, he's probably, he was probably mid-run thinking of a volcano. <laughs> uh, he was probably thinking of a tweet that he could send to Tex Walker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about, I don't know if we've ever discussed this on the show, how Tex Walker and his mates called Kane Corns on New Year's Eve. Yeah. I yeah, like I prank prank called him. I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's not taking the bait from a footballer, is it? That's that's someone who's focused on what they need to be focused For on. sure. That's someone who, who you know, says, I don't read the papers, don't listen to the media. Yeah. But I still prank call uh, <laughs> reporters at, you know, midnight. From Leon, was attending a father-daughter dinner dance for the private school my daughter attends. Uh, yes, I'm doing very well at a very snooty yacht club in Perth, in brackets. You would fit right in, Chamber. Absolutely. It was, 
It was at this event I spotted none other than Glenn Jakovic, who looks like he could pull on the boots on today and would probably get a few kicks also. Can't say much about his daggy dance style, uh, though. Yeah, arms up, two fingers in the air. Uh, but then again, none of the dads, uh, including me, were that much better. I was hoping for a Mr. Cricket sighting, a.k.a. Michael Hussey, but might be for another time. He must have a kid at the school as well. Oh, there you go. Well, you, you weren't a rower back in... You weren't a yachtsman back in your day, were you, on the spinnaker? No, no. Oh, no, fuck. I, I feel like you have a different <laughs> like representation of me in your head than is real. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to hit the road. Uh, we are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Facebook, Twitter and the Gram. Um, I'm going to go and um, sit in pyjamas. <laughs> hey, people, week. if you're hey, Junk Time fans, uh, before we sign off, uh, Chambo's by himself. Why don't you drop him a line? Send him an email, uh, junk time at, uh, junktimeaflpod at gmail.com. Have a chat to him. The poor guy, he's stuck in uh, ISO. I do actually genuinely feel bad for you, mate. It's fucking a shit situation. The fact that you can't even leave to go and get... So you can't... Can you get buzzed down a front desk and go... Oh, because it's not like a hotel, is it? You can't, they don't have in-house service. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can't cook, so... So, you don't have a kitchenette? I have a kitchenette, but you can't cook, because I'm going to presume they don't want smoke alarms going off and stuff like that, and then we all gather, gather at the front, and that kind of defeats the purpose, I imagine. Oh, what's the point of fucking having a kitchenette? Those dogs! Well, yeah, it's got a fridge, that's all good, it's all good. Got roughies what if I come down, what if I, what if I sneak in? Uh, you will be met with the uh, full force of the law and, and, and on a totally different charge. <laughs> <laughs> we can hit the road. Go! Go Blues! Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this hour, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.